I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Woohoo! Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. podcasters and they're also I mean they're entrepreneurs as well which we're going to get into um because I'm so impressed five years they have a top trending podcast in Apple podcast top 200 most listened to podcasts in the world tv and film real moms of Bravo Vanessa and Abby are here hi ladies hi it's so good to be back and talking with you I mean what an introduction wow I mean I don't even like hype myself up in that way so no. thank you for that Sarah you look I obviously you you guys we did a podcast trade I don't know three years ago when the pandemic was starting it, it was so much fun I have loved following your success I hope you guys give yourselves a ton of credit because to come as independent podcasters to be in the 200 most listened to TV and film podcasts in the world is like incredible. You know, you are, you know, you're not associated with a huge brand. Like, I mean, it's amazing. I hope you guys give yourselves a ton of credit. Well, thank you. I mean, I guess now we will. <laughs> I don't know that we do. So it's like you saying this, I feel like it's like our wheels are spinning. I'm like, wait, she's right. <laughs> but you're right. No, you're right. I think, um, thank you. Abby and I, one of our, um, 
things we need to work on is celebrating our moments. I think because so for anyone listening who's not familiar with us, I'm this voice is Vanessa. Abby's my co-host. Um, we do a weekly Bravo pot recap show called the real moms of bravo you can listen wherever you're listening to this but we're in separate cities so abby's based out in st louis i'm in kansas city so we never we see each other but not frequently so when we have these successes or these big moments it's like via text it's like yay confetti (laughs) and then that's it (laughs) so look we're trying to work on it we're going to charleston at the end of the month we're going to celebrate all the moments and all the things you mentioned so thank you so much sarah uh huge instagram as well real moms of bravo if you're not following absolutely follow these women are the meme queens uh ladies you have been entrepreneurs for five years and had your podcast if you had it to do over again would you ever launch one (laughs) <laughs> yes and no. Um. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm like, no, I'm ready to quit, but it's been seven years. I got to hold the fuck on now. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, if we give up now, we look like losers. What a waste of five years. No, it's been um, fun. I think, you know, it's something you start in the beginning, like, we'll just see how it goes. And then... Um, I don't know. You, I think it depends on your personality, but the way Vanessa and I are, we just kind of like got into it deep and like what was going to be a fun little hobby has turned into like this like part-time full-time job on top of a full-time job on top of being moms, which, you know, Sarah, you're so familiar with. So, um, yes, I would still do it. I think knowing what I know now, I maybe would be a little more cautious. (laughs) (laughs) What would you do different, Vanessa? What would you do differently if you were starting your brand new podcast today? You know, I don't know that I would do anything differently. This is going to be like that cheesy answer because if I didn't do anything differently, I wouldn't know what I know now. But uh, truthfully, I guess if I were to do something differently, um, I think going into podcasting, Abby and I went into it so blind of just we just dove right in which I think ignorance is bliss in that sense, but we didn't have like nice mic set up. We didn't, didn't know how to edit. Like I probably should have done a little bit more homework on that front, but our logic, and I still think it kind of rings true. is like, well, we don't know how many people are listening. And the more it grew, the more we decided to put invest towards um, our quality or sound quality, which is much better now than it was back then. But um, I don't know that I have anything specific. Like that's such a tough, that's such a hard question. I, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. I always tell people, if you're going to do something like this, you got to go all in on it. You can't have Abby and I aren't, aren't people who half ass things and you can't really half ass podcasting. It's not, I mean, it's, I always tell people podcasting is two camps. One, do it as a complete hobby. So you don't care if you put it out on the same day every week, you don't care if you're consistent and have no expectations of making money of growing. Just do it for fun with your friends, put it out when you feel like it. Or to your point, if you're going to do it, but it is really not a hobby. If you're going to do it to really, like you guys, build a brand, you know, drive people to your terrific Instagram, monetize it. I mean, it's a lot of work. It is. It's not just like, I think in the beginning we thought this too. And a lot of people think it's just like, oh, I'll just get on a mic and talk. And like, you really do. Like when I look back at our like first couple of episodes, it's like, oh, wow. Like there was just no preparation and thought we were just rambling. And I think, I mean, part of it too, is you learn as you go, but you definitely like have to prep and know what you want to talk about and think about like there's certain topics like I'm like I want I don't want it to be too rehearsed but I want to think about how I want to formulate my thoughts so I'm not just word vomit on a on a podcast so um people obviously know you both from the podcast but they they love your Instagram I mean you when I say you're meme queens you really are I mean <laughs> what is the secret to posting and doing a, a good meme 
don't think about it. Just put it out there. Every time I overthink a meme, it bombs. Like, I'll be, oh, this is so perfect. And I'm going to do this and, and I'm going to do all these things. And it like, it does not get nearly as many likes. And then like, there'll be ones like, this is probably stupid. No one's going to like it. And that's what people relate to. So I think just don't think about it. Put what's what you're thinking about. Just put it out there. Cause it's just so more organic when it's that like instant reaction. Um, by the way, if everyone didn't pick up on this by the, by the name, Real Moms of Bravo, you guys have been smartly, you have made a niche for yourself in in talking about all things Bravo, every single show, right? And this past year, I mean, what a year to be in the meme podcast business of Bravo. I mean, were you guys like, I, I saw your Instagram account pop off with Scandaval. Were you like, this is the greatest thing of our lives? Like, did you love Scandaval? I mean, I think love is an understatement. It was like, it was wild. I think in the time of reality TV and obviously our love is for Bravo, but in general, I don't think we've lived through a time, especially where social media is today to see a scandal like that erupt the way it did. I think um, we, it's been, I, I mean, I hate to, I always feel so weird because someone's life was <laughs> deeply impacted by this, but she's doing well. Oh. For herself as well. So Ariana's thriving. She's making her money. It's been the best roller coaster ride. I've loved every second of it. I think we we in the, especially the early stages as information was coming out, we were both glued to our phones. I was actually in uh, Europe, so Abby and I joked that the time differences helped because when she was asleep, I was awake and I would catch anything that would be posted at like midnight and later on, um, and vice versa. But it's been a nice boost. I would be lying if it wasn't. Are you guys surprised? I just saw page six. They put up something about Ariana this morning about how she, I guess, revealed that she's into anal sex or whatever. And uh, I, I wrote snarkily under the thing, like, okay, is she into anal with her t-shirt on or off? You know, that's what we really want to know. Like, I mean, what's this girl <laughs> doing? But I was very fascinated. The comments, like, seem like people have really turned on her. They were like, Oh, you had, you know, America on your side and now you're this sellout capitalist. I mean, they're really, I mean, the internet's nasty anyway. But do you guys feel like the tides have changed on Ariana? I don't. I mean, I think there's, I think there's always going to be jealous people. But like, I mean, Glamour just did an episode on her. She was at the course. I mean, I know those are things that happened in the past, but I don't think... I don't I, I guess I don't think real Bravo, like the true real Bravo fans have turned on her at all. It might be people who are like coming into this and not understanding it. But those are the same people that be like, why is this a big deal? People cheat all the time. And so I think if you have that thought, you don't you just don't get it because you're not you're not in it. You're not in like you're not living the scandal all the way we did. <laughs> living for the scandal. <laughs> um, guys, you are very opinionated, like to your point, even Abby, like you both don't hold back. You share your opinions on all these people. Um, have you been blocked by um, some of these celebrities? And does that bother you? Like who's blocked? I mean, is Ramona hate you? Like what? what's who hates you? It's really random. I mean, some of the ones are pretty obvious, but like our first block came from Jim Edmonds. Um, and I oh, live in St. Jim. Louis, which he lives in St. Louis. Um he, like, you know, if anybody out there knows anything about him, he was a great um, outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals, which is like baseball is really big here. So it was kind of a little like, oh, wow, I'm a little shocked that Jim blocked us. Um, what's even weirder is he and I belong to the same gym. So there are times where I'm like terrified. I'm like, oh, my God, please don't somehow like not that I think he knows who I am, but please don't let somebody he's with like, like that's the 
Oh, you know, he knows person. who you are. If he took the time to block you, he's investigating. Yeah. And by the way, for context, I think everybody listening knows who Jim Edmonds is, is Megan King Edmonds, <laughs> you know, ex-husband. But just putting that up. I mean, he yeah. is like rightfully so. Uh, other ones, Jax Taylor. We were honored to be by the blocks by Jax oh. Taylor. This was like probably his last few seasons of um, of uh, Vanderpump Rules before I would assume he's going to make his return. Uh, Jen Shaw. No shocker there, um, because we've really went in hard on her. Oh, yeah, she's the, the worst. Like, the last in the person she in the Grizzlies. Gonna, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the, the last. The last person that we were blocked by is Lisa Renna. So Lisa Renna went through a cleanse where she blocked every single Bravo account, but then added a few back in, and we weren't added back in. And that one, I have to say, stung. And Abby. Why don't you share why that stung for you? Because well, you've had such an affinity for her. Yeah, yes, like, I mean, so um, I don't, my mom, when I talk to people about like, like, oh, when I was a kid, they're like, oh, wow, that's your mom had a different approach to motherhood. Um, but when I had sick days, I loved it because we'd watch Days of Our Lives together. So I loved her from Billy on Days of Our Lives. Like, I just I don't know. I like when she came on Housewives, I was so excited. We like loved Lisa. We had this like little tradition where there's a scene where she talks about having a hot dog once a year. We always posted it on 4th of July saying like, happy 4th of July, Lisa Renna, enjoy your hot dog. She would repost it and was like, finally, after a couple of years, she's like, I love that this is our tradition. And like, we really weren't that tough on her. So I think I was kind of hurt that um, she blocked us just because I like feel like we've been a little bit more like, I don't want to say nicer, but like, we just, I don't feel like we were that hard on her to deserve a block. Um, and I also, we really loved her lip kits and those stopped um, being sent to us as well. So <laughs> she got you from the lip kit. Doesn't I mean, we were just, I hate, everything. <laughs> I hate being friends with any of these people. Although I, you know, I, to be honest, like I am more of a, I mean, you guys are really Bravo, you know, historians, truly. I'm more of a fair weather fan, but I've had my incidents over the years with various housewives, mostly in Potomac. And it's, it sucks because it's, it's always hard for them to separate, you know, you guys as friends, but you also have a job to do. No one ever gets it. Everybody takes it personally. I don't know. It just sucks. It's it's a really hard spot to be in. Who's Jin your Shaw, though? Oh, yeah. Who have you, I, I was just saying, though, Jin Shaw took it a step further, though, and blocked our personal accounts. So there's a no, thing that you can do. No, that was Lisa. Oh, that was Lisa? That was Lisa, because I can still see Jen oh, on that's my right. personal. So, yeah. So it's like you can block an account and it says, like, block this account and all other accounts created by this person. So we have our Real Moms of Bravo account, but then we have our personal account that's just like, yeah, yeah you guys. My, kid, my kid's potty trained. It's not exciting. Like, you wouldn't want to follow us. And she blocked those, too. So on our personal, we cannot find Lisa Rena, Lisa Rena at all. Um, okay, look, this is like so pathetic. I get blocked. I'm like blocked by all my old radio people. So it's like not even Bravo people. It's like, I, all is the I radio world radio. that like cutthroat? The the pettiest, it, it, it's the original reality television. That yes. and like Jerry Springer back in the day. Oh, 100%. Radio is so petty, so cutthroat. So um, I think what's, you know, what I've realized after getting out of radio is that people that are competitors could be friends because when I was in radio, you could not be friends. I mean, they would call you out in in radio meetings like, oh, I saw you hanging out with Tommy McFly from the competitive radio station. You know, what are you, a traitor? I mean, they would say this in front of other wow. jocks. So you you never even hung out 
And of course, I realized in my older age, part of that too was they didn't want you shopping around looking for another job. They didn't want you to know how shitty it was and toxic <laughs> because, you know, you could be getting a job in another place. And it, it wasn't until I started working at local news at the, you know, Fox 5 affiliate in D.C. when I realized all these television people are friends with the people at NBC4 and Channel 9. And I'm like, wait a minute. You guys are friends. Like, I didn't even know that could happen. Oh, the most toxic radio is crazy. So, and actually, and, and like, you guys follow all the Bravo people. Like, I don't even, I never followed any of the Vanderpump people ever until this season. Like, I, I mean, I'm on it. I'm a Fairweather fan. I tell people when I talk about it now, like, I never got into Vanderpump until this season. And now I like, I love the Scandal. Like, I'm in it. So it's hard not to. I mean, <laughs> I've had my issues over the, you know, Ashley Darby confronted me because I had Candace on, I think shortly after Candace had, remember when when Ashley was giving birth and Candace had done the whole thing like wench, I don't know, something about like you're, you know, the wench is giving birth or whatever, yeah. so, you know, like the, or the concubine, like alleging she was like a concubine to Michael. So like Ashley and I had a we're really good now like I, she's been a longtime friend but um but she was really upset about that and I think she I know she unfollowed me I don't I don't even know if she I think she follows me again anyhow that was like a whole thing because she felt like I sort of jumped on the bandwagon and was making fun of her and like encouraging Candace um so there was that one um let's see well Karen Huger and I were good until Karen said she was like the first podcaster to ever have a show at the DC Improv and I was like Karen I did like multiple shows there and then she I don't think she, she's never returned any of my emails <laughs> the grand dame is never wrong she I cannot mean, the grand dame invented yeah. the three-way candle didn't you know that Sarah like <laughs> this is someone who is part of the grand dame the grand Vanessa dame loves her like I, I love Karen because of delusion I just dame. love I just love the delusion of it all it's and she's just so funny to me but anyhow Karen I love Karen too I just I'm like girl there's not even and I don't even think I was the first female podcaster I think there were many others at the DC it was like the weirdest line where she like dug in and was like that was like her signature thing for that episode it was like I'm the first female I'm like what Anyhow, um, okay, wait, let's, let's talk Jersey. So Jersey reunion part three just happened. I mean, we are back to the insane toxicity equivalent to what we saw in RHOBH last year when Rinna exited. I want all your thoughts, you guys. There's so much here. I want to know if you think Melissa and Joe are being fired. I, I want to, you guys to tell me your thoughts on Louie. I, I, I have my blinders on. I, I cannot believe that she would be with another scammer. I'm like, Louis cannot be like this, right? Um, tell me what you guys thought of part three, first of all. What did you think of Jersey this season? What did you think of the reunion part three? I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, the, your, your addiction to food, 
food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root Meal Prep and Delivery Service? I'm obsessed. I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. (laughs) They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. God. Well, I do think Louie is like... The worst. We actually, like a couple of years ago on our Patreon, did a Dirty Louis series comparing him to Dirty John. Um, and it feels kind of like validating because I think some people thought we were being like dramatic. Like, we don't know enough about him. He's not that bad. You guys are just, you know, like, be positive. You're so quick to hate. And then everyone's like, oh, no, he's like a walking red flag. There's, a, I just don't, I don't trust him. I do think he reached out to the food to um, the real birth mother while she was in prison because I just felt like, when he came over there to try to make things right and saying, I didn't do that. The fact that he was like, I'm willing to let it go. If you will admit you did it to me. I was like, Oh, that like, I just, I don't know. For me, I felt like Louie really did all those things. My thoughts on it though. I don't think the Gorgas are getting fired. I do think that there was probably talks of demoting them or making their like making them in a little bit more of a limited capacity. However, when Teresa said that and was like, no, you're going to go. I think that was part one. Like you're fired and Andy's face. I feel like now they're like, well, shoot, you know, like, we can't let Teresa think she's calling the shots around here. She's not production. So I do kind of feel like there's a little bit of like, we might keep them in full capacity just to spite Teresa, but something has to happen. I don't, I mean, clearly they hate each other. Um, There's no, I don't know if there's any fixing it, but I don't think you can get rid of one or the other because at this point, it's kind of the backbone of the show, whether you like it or not. And if we get rid of them, I don't know what, sort of like drama we're going to have. No one's going to talk bad about Teresa. Like Dolores was very quick to tell Joe Gorga to shut up. Um, Even though her ex-husband was saying what their son had told them, you could tell she got very uncomfortable. So I just, and I don't, I love the new Danielle, but I don't think she's going to be enough to carry the show without the drama of Melissa and Teresa. I don't know, Vanessa, would you, cause you, you were very anti-Melissa. I was very, okay. So hot take. Melissa Gorga is my least favorite housewife. Okay. On Ever? Bravo. Or, oh, wow. Oh, um, wow. Bravo, she okay. kind of activates me in some way. I think for me, it's because she does nothing for me. And I am not a tree hugger or tree tree trunk, but I get the argument of like, you would be nothing if I wasn't on the show. Like, I, I totally get that angle of it because aside from a failed singing career and a botch, well, not even a botch nose job, but you know, her transformation into being a JLo 2.0 and all of that. I'm like, without your husband, 
I don't see your point, your relevancy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The Melissa Gorga fans are going to come for me. That being said, I have flip-flop all season watching this. I initially was like, you know what? I'm team Teresa because I look like she's making an effort, um, all of that. And then as it progressed and Dirty Louie kind of got more and more into Teresa's head, I'm like, no, I see the Gorga's point. Really, I'm team like, just shut the fuck up. Go to therapy. Stop bringing your kids involved. I hated that Gia was on the phone. I was watching this with my husband who loosely watches Housewives with me. And he's like, ah, he's like, they brought in her daughter. And I'm like, I don't want Gia involved. I don't want Antonia involved. Stop with the kids. Like, just, just stop. Like, it's just enough is enough. You're both annoying to quote Andy Cohen. You're both being <laughs> annoying. Like they're both yeah. being equally annoying in my point. Um, in my mind, I think the Gorgas have done things wrong. I think Teresa has done her fair share of wrong things. It is, I don't know. I, I will say the one thing that bothered me with the Gorgas outside of my rant that I went on about Melissa is I do feel like they should have gone to the wedding. I do think they should have gone to the ceremony. And just been there, sat down and to be there for their mom and dad and then left. I think I do. I don't see Teresa and Sarah, you and I talked about this on um, the Real Moms podcast, but I don't foresee Teresa and Louie lasting. But for now, I do feel like they should have been there. So, again, I can ping pong all day with counter arguments on each side I just think I know. enough is enough with the both of them it's going to be so fascinating to see who they bring back I mean it is a dilemma because I it's so toxic it's like I can't see them filming together anytime soon you know I mean and if they brought them like demoted them and brought them back as friends it's like who are they going to interact with you know um I don't know. And and yeah. Louis, Louis is such a character. What do you think? What did you feel about the threat that Louis kept kind of saying to Joe Gorga of like your time is coming? I mean, that seemed so odd to me. Did that seem odd to anyone else? Like, what are, what are you getting at here? I mean, Bo Deedle must know something. Um, I I, <laughs> yes, I love the backpedaling on that. He's like, no, I I was just saying that in a moment of rage. And like, well, you said it again the next day. And Bo Deedle is now sending security. So um I don't know. I thought that was a weird comment. It made me feel like Louis is going to do everything he can to try to poke a hole and find something that might be shady or, you know, not illegal necessarily, but maybe just not like the best business practice to try to bring um, Joe Gorga down. I think that is like, I feel like that's his goal now. And he does strike me as someone who can be very, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think he's yeah. someone who like, he's very like into the revenge and he's going to get you back. And so I think he this, feels like he needs to get Joe Gorga. It's always this those is- people that start out as motivational speakers, right? I mean, we saw <laughs> Louis last season. I mean, he was motivational and he was about Buddha and Buddhist or whatever the fuck it was. And this season, I mean, he's like threats. And I mean, you know, he is having everybody. I do believe that part about him having files and investigating on he, he, I don't know if it's insecurity or his past, whatever, seems like he is activated to there, there, There's a public a track record. Yeah, there's public yeah. records. Louis, yeah. I mean, we've been calling him Dirty Louis for the last two years. Like we've been re- we've received DMs about him. Um, re- I would say reputable with like public court documents on his previous relationships. He is a love bomber. We watched him love bomb. 
uh, Teresa never forget like that 10 commandment, like type scroll that he had of their love, which made yeah. me want to vomit. I've never seen him as Zen. I with Joey Gorga says, you know, this is all a facade who we saw last night at the reunion to me is a real guy. I think he tries to use intimidation tactics. I think he tries to stay calm because he knows it pisses someone off and he can keep it in check. But I think the mask is slowly peeling off. And I think him being on TV more and more is slowly showing that to all of us. And also when you piss off Frank Catania, my man, Frank Catania, (laughs) gloves are, I mean, gloves have been off, but even more so I'm like, when you got all the Jersey guys essentially in agreement that fuck this guy with the exception of Dr. Bill, who just like doesn't say anything, but uh, I just, I think that speaks volumes to me. All right, let's move on to Tom Girardi, another complete fucking scammer who I think is also competent to stand trial. But what do I know? Uh, You know, big ruling this week that prosecution found that Tom Girardi, again, this this seems to me as though it's the prosecution side. So we know how that goes, right? Like, obviously, they want him to be able to be competent to stand trial. Have you guys been following this closely? Do you think Tom there? Do you think there's a chance that Tom will, in fact, be competent to stand trial? I don't know. I go back and forth because there was that video of him. I think it was TMZ and he was like talking to them and he was like, oh, thank you so much. Like, it seemed like it seemed like something was missing up there. Like it just like, you know, like dementia or something. It's almost like he was like looking through them. Um, But there's a part of me that wants him to be held competent only because I I just want him to have to. Like, I don't want to say pay for what he did necessarily because he's so old. Like, what are we going to do? Have like this guy, you know life yes. in prison okay that's eight years maybe i don't you know put him in the slammer I, yeah he has no money so restitution isn't going to be but like there's a part of me that's just like i don't know i just want to see at least have justice and closure for the people that he so wrongfully stole money from i mean we're talking about burn victims and we've heard the orphans and widows i mean these are people that trusted him during tra- like such a traumatic terrible time of their lives and the way he acted it's just like it's like he's a monster, you know? And so I do want to see, I just, there's a part of me that's like, I want him to be able, like competent to stand trial. Cause I want him to have some sort of consequence. <sighs> me too. I think his defense team won't allow it. I don't think, I think he's going to continue to con- with this. I'm not competent. Um, facade or not, I don't foresee him standing, um, trial. I'm with you, Abby. I think for the victims, he, there needs to be some sort of, sort of accountability, but as a true crime lover and watcher, it feels like most of the time people don't get that. Like, hence why these are the shitty people who are committing these crimes. They're not all of a sudden like Pollyanna and like, so sorry, guys, that was a mistake. Like that never usually happens. So I, unfortunately for those victims, I don't think they're going to hear from him, nor do I really foresee them getting in. I am sorry. Oh, yeah. I feel like they never get they're never going to get an I am sorry. I just I don't know. I hope that he's competent to stand trial. I think he's such a crook. Um, and I'd like to see him in jail. I'd like to see him die in jail. That's terrible. <laughs> but no, I'm I, with you. I mean, I, I mean, just I think, you know, the, the guy started, 
you know, in the, the L.A. Times out here has done a terrific job of investigating him. And, you know, the connections that he had and the parties that he threw to butter up, you know, everybody from the CIA to the FBI to the local police department. So, you know, I mean, you guys saw, I mean, how, how, something like 200 complaints that Girardi Keese had against them for years before they took action. You know, I want to see that motherfucker in jail. And I... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. My toxic trait is I love all the villains of Bravo. So like I love Erica Jane. Like I stand Erica Jane until uh, they can prove I, that she like knew where the money was coming from. I mean, do you guys, what's your take on, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like a sucker for her. I just, I love a blonde that, you know, white trash that came out to Hollywood and made it even on the backs of sadly people. What do you, do you guys feel like she's insincere or what's your take? We have different takes on this. So I, my take is that she turned an eye and in terms of their relationship, I felt like as long as she was happy and getting money to do her act, like I feel like Tom, the strategy of getting her on housewives, I felt like I would not, doesn't shock me looking back now that Tom was probably all in on that for her because it distracted from other things going on. I, and given their power dynamics in their relationship, I don't see her questioning him um, at all. So I think as long as her lifestyle was kept and she was getting the money, I don't think she questioned it or took the time. I'm sure there were red flags, but I think she just decided to ignore them. I think she knew. Um, I don't think she knew all the details. I don't think she knew the extent, but I think she had somewhat of an awareness Um that funds weren't being used properly, just the way things are being wired to like her company and like all these things. Um, I, I think she had a little bit more of just beyond just turning a blind eye. I think she had a little bit of like an inkling that this isn't, this money isn't coming from the right place. But I also think someone like her, it's like, I like, I hate to, I sound like Reba McIntyre, like she's a survivor, but she is <laughs> like, she, like, she's someone who, I don't I know. know. I think she's one of those people that will find a way to the top. And as wrong as it is, I kind like, uh, I hate saying this, but I kind of respect it. And I love that about her. And she also leans into being the villain, like at BravoCon, she just would like say something and just look at the audience and was kind of like, yep, that's how I feel. And I think it was almost like, she was like, I see what you guys want now. You want me to just 
speak how I'm feeling and kind of be unapologetic. And I sort of loved seeing that side of her. Speaking of BravoCon, I'm going to go this year for the very first time. Do you ladies have any, you've, you've been what? I think since it started, right? Every year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it's two times, 2019 and 2022. All right. What mm-hmm. advice can you give to myself and listeners who want to go? Because when I said, all right, I'm going, my hotel is booked there at the Caesar. I'm so ready. People were like, I'm going to come. I want to go. What advice do you have for us to tackle BravoCon? Well, um, I think number one, when tickets go on sale, set a timer, set, have multiple people. Um, I recommend the number one recommendation is VIP is worth it all the way. If you're going to do general admission, it depends. You kind of have to also go in with a strategy of what you want this experience to be. If you want to meet all the Bravo Lebs, you can go in with general admission and just hang out by their merch booths and approach them that way. If you want to participate in the panels and do a little bit of both, I think you would need VIP. You get prioritized seating, prioritized in line, um, priority in drink lines. Um, so it depends on what your budget, what the types of experience you want to be, um, what the type of experience that you want. But definitely when tickets go out, like take that, take that seriously because um, Abby will be the first to tell you about our 2019 experience of her almost not coming with me. But um that's what I have. What do you think, Abby? I think I would go into it too. Um, like regardless of what city is in at this year, it's in Vegas. It's been in New York. Um, just know you're probably not going to do much more beyond BravoCon. Like if you're going to be like, oh, I want to enjoy Vegas and BravoCon. It is, it's all day. It's weird how exhausting it is. Cause you're just sitting there listening to them and like walking around and trying to find them for pictures. But it's just like a lot of like stimulate like stimulation and it, it can be really exhausting um so i think going to it being like i'm going to BravoCon in vegas but i'm going to BravoCon. so you like unless you're okay with like missing panels and not doing the full day thing which that's fine um we more looked at it as like we're paying a lot of money to be here so we're going to do all the things and be at all the panels i would also say too like um don't be nervous like i know they'll talk about like the big crowds and like it gets so intense and the, the Beverly Hills panel, I feel like was the exception, not the rule. It was, it was weird. Um, there was a sense of like mom mentality and I was a little bit surprised by it, but every other panel was fine. Everything else, like we went in 2019 and you would see people like making dinner plans with strangers. And like, so if you're going just you and a friend and you're afraid, like there's gonna be all these people and all these strangers, like you just, you're with your people. I think that's the, the coolest thing about it. Um, it really is like a really fun shared experience with all these people that have a similar interest in you and Bravo. All right. Um, I have two final questions for you, ladies. Uh, you brought up RHOBH. Are you disappointed? And do you think it's going to hurt ratings that Kathy Hilton is not coming back this season? No. I don't think I, it's going to hurt ratings personally. I just think Kathy was there for like comedic relief and she gave us toothless, not homeless and um, bottoms up. I think she's done her part. Like, I mean, I was a little bummed, but I think it's fine. We're going to get Kim. So there's going to be the return of Kim Richards. We'll get another Richard sister. Abby, what do you think? And I think, you know, Denise is, you know, mm. going to be there in some limited capacity. Um, I think I don't, I think I'll miss her a little bit because they're just like somebody that rich and out of touch that like just doesn't even have a concept of like when she called for chia seeds, like it's not like oh, you're going to the store or you're coming over for my barbecue. Can you pick up some ice along the way? Like, like you know, there's just like, she's just so used to people doing everything for her. Everything and is to amazing. Me that, yeah. Hilarious. Cause it's just like, wow, like you 
really just live a different world. I mean, in a, a different ca- world. like a caviar pie, you know, I mean, it's just yeah. things that like you're, you know, that's, see, I have the opposite. Like, I feel like people are really going to miss her. And I think a lot of us are fair weather fans that don't pay attention. And I think when the season starts, people are going to be like, well, where's Kathy? Like, when's Kathy coming? I mean, even when she pulled up for that, you know, trip, I think they were going out to the desert and she was like, Kyle, call the woman, you know, at my house, the woman. And Kyle's like, oh, Linda, that's worked for you for 20 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, it's just the level that people are not ever going to, most people are not ever going to know. It's like, we got this, like, we really pulled behind the curtain of someone beyond rich. Like, I mean, can you imagine you have somebody that's full-time staff at your home? You can't even remember the name because you have so much staff. I mean, it's like, what? You know, I just, I think we're going to miss her, but that's me. I think we'll miss her, but I also worry that, um... I think if she would have come back, we would have possibly not liked the, the Kathy would have seen. If you saw the Paris Hilton special, there was a very different Kathy. Um, there were rumors um, and, you know, Ka- uh, Lisa Renna kind of alluded to there was there a Kathy can get, there's a side of Kathy where she can get very angry and hateful. Um, so I think, I, I, I think it's the best thing because we'll have those two seasons and these moments with Kathy that we're all going to cherish and make us laugh. And we won't have to have like maybe an, oh, well, now I don't know if I like her feeling. And, and I, I think she's got the best of it, right? Like she's had those moments. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes to BravoCon because of the fanfare and show like wave her hand or whatever. But I, I'm i with you. Paris, if you watch Paris in Love, Kathy Hilton on that show is completely different than Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Talk to me about obviously the scandal. You guys have been longtime VPR fans. Um, you all are not you know you're team ariana you've been team ariana from the start you um have i don't think you like raquel at all right nothing's changed i mean you guys even call her rachel you're like your team you do not have any empathy for her is that right like has anything changed so i mean I haven't, for me I, no yeah i'm I gonna seen, be honest no yeah, yeah be honest yeah be honest yeah because I, I haven't just, seen anything that would require me to change. Like, I haven't seen her come out and make a statement where it's like, I really worked on myself. I realized how I wronged this person. I like, I just feel like we haven't seen anything. I do appreciate that she's been kind of quiet. Um, you know, unlike the warm with a mustache, she was out there still performing. Um, but, you know, there's rumors she's going to do an OnlyFans and all this. I don't know. I just, I think, you know, I think as of now, no, my, my opinion hasn't changed. I don't think people were too hard on her. Um I don't know. I think you reap what you sow and you did a terrible thing to somebody that was always in your corner. Um, so yeah, I don't, that, I haven't changed my mind on her. What do you guys think will be her, um, her strategy? Cause like you said, now there's been an offer from OnlyFans. Um, I've heard suggestions she should take more time at the mental health facility. If that's where she's at, write a book, maybe lean into being the mistress and what comes with that and what you can, I mean, if you guys were advising her as you know, Bravo historians that you are and reality TV experts, what do you think she should do? That's okay. I think there's two paths she could take, in my opinion. Either truly go all in with Tom Sandoval, because I think for all you blew up your lives for what? Might as well give it a go. Like there's one that avenue. Avenue number two would be to kind of try to get her redemption story, pull it, like throw Tom under the bus, say you were manipulated, you were a victim in all of this and all of that. I think for me as a diehard VPR fan and all the, especially with the secrets um, revealed that came out this week, there's so much footage of her and Tom, like after they engaged in this 
and just openly throwing it, it's really hard for me to have empathy. But if I were advising her, I think she could go down that path. I think she could, you know, say I was bullied at the reunion. Like, I think there's definitely different ways she could kind of go there. I just don't know that she's smart enough to do it. So I would advise to go all in on Tom Sandoval because I might be the smartest path for her. And um, that's what I think. Abby, what do you think? I think, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you could do end game with Sandoval, you get married, you have kids and you're like, look, we started this off on like a really bad foot, but we're really in love and this is it. And, you know, you can't choose who you love. And I think like at some point, then people would be like, okay, like look at Lee, Lee and rhymes and Eddie, you know, yes. people don't really talk about them anymore. And it's like, you see pictures of them. They're like, Oh, what a beautiful family. So, um, with time, I feel like that could happen, but I think unfortunately Tom Sandoval is such a creep and a terrible person that he I don't know if they're truly together right now. If you were to stay with her, he'd cheat on her again. I think the approach she should take is, um, and this is more of like a PR spin. I think she should say when I age out of pageants, I had like was trying to do a bunch of soul searching. I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and I was self-medicating in ways I shouldn't. And um, basically just say that I kind of lost touch with reality and I, my head wasn't in the right space. I was cloudy and making decisions. And she could also lean into it even more. If I'm like truly her PR person, be like, I, I showed no emotion at the reunion because I was extremely over-medicated and I had so much anxiety and fear going into that, that the only way I was going to do it was on a ton of Xanax. Cause she does have like that weird blank stare. As, I like, do want to preface. We don't know if she was for right. sure medicated. I'm like, just saying oh, that's, but that, she appeared. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think she could take that approach and say like, I've worked on myself and now here I am. And, um, I don't, I think that could work, but I, I think it's going to be really hard for, her. I don't, I don't, I don't. And like, if those things aren't true and people can prove they're not true, then like, if then you're facing another issue. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be really hard for her to turn it around. I almost think she just doesn't do the show. Her family doesn't want her to do it. Um, I, I would be surprised if she comes back. Yeah. I mean, well, I think the the X factor in the whole thing is like what, you know, her mental health, right? Like she said that she's getting a mental health diagnosis. So I think it's like, what is the mental health diagnosis? Like what is best for you, you know, as like a human to just kind of go on? Um, but I agree with you. I mean, I just don't think she, Tom Sandoval, I always compare to A-Rod. You know, he is completely A-Rod. He, he's a narcissist who loves the attention of women, who's going to do this forever, where he gets with a woman for a while and cheats on her. I mean, A-Rod did this with, you know, Jennifer Lopez, one of the hottest fucking people on the planet, and that couldn't keep him. You know, he's done this with strippers, with non-famous women. Sandoval, to me, is the exact same guy. You know, he loves the attention he's going to go on. He shouldn't be with anyone because now if he cheats in the future and he's not dating anybody, nobody cares, you know, as much. But I do think she's doing a great strategy. Like, the, the more quiet she is, I think there still builds an interest of what are we, what are we going to hear from her? You know, what, what, what is going to be said? What's going to be reflected? So it's going to be interesting. And we're curious. Like, I wouldn't yeah, know, like, what was the, I mean, if you've been at this mental health facility for as long as you have been, what, like, what, not that we like owe this, but like, what was the outcome and what, like, mm -hmm. what work have you done or what, what did you realize? And I mean, I think there is still an interest there and obviously people are interested and interested then maybe there could be an opportunity for, I just, I she hasn't had the right PR team. Cause like when she tried to come forward and say that like people legally obtained the recordings and she was going after them, but not going after Tom because it was mm. like recorded without her consent. Like I just, she, yeah. Oh, and never yeah. forget the black eye. Yeah, I, mean, the I think there's been a lot of poor decision-making 
Um, I was just going to say, I feel like people have come into this fair weather and if they continue to have an, you know, like you did, Sarah, renewed interest of Vanderpump, I think those people are going to be much more empathetic to her than us who've been watching since season one. Like, I think, you know, Abby and I are just saying, I mean, we're giving our thoughts, but to me, I'm like, you're kind of toast. Like, you're not smart enough to me to lean into the villain. Like, you could just be the villain, be like, fuck you guys, like a la Christine Quinn and just be like, whatever. Yeah, I did that. And like, just, you know, be problematic in that sense. But I don't think she's going to do that. I I also think she's going to come back because girl needs a check. She got I mean, on one hand, the, the iron is hot right now. She's not going to want to go and like work at the Starbucks in West Hollywood. Like she's going to want to make money. She has leverage. I mean, this scandal happened because of her and Tom. So I think there's leverage there. And I think. Look, they're all touring. I would do the mistress tour. I would write a book. I would go out. People would show up. If people are buying tickets to Tom Sandoval, people will buy tickets to Raquel. You know, I would stay on TV. But I I think it does. I don't know. You know, you know, you never know what someone's mental health is. And to me, I mean, you guys clearly know the whole show better. But just watching, it's there's something to me seems really off with her. You know what I mean? There's just no nothing really registers emotionally. It seems like there's just an emotional stunted growth there that like her social receptors are off. Right. Like she has weird responses to things. And that's been around since before. Scandal. I mean, that's why like Lala used to joke, like, are you a robot? Like, are you trying to like She's a Bambi eyed bitch? Like, yeah, like yeah. a deer in the headlights. So whatever she does, I think people are going to be interested. I think she'd be I to quote Spencer Pratt. Don't quit. Um, he <laughs> said, do not quit. He was been a villain for a long time. I think she would be dumb to quit, in my opinion. There's a there's a tactic. Get Spencer as your PR. Believe me, Spencer would have you hooked up. Yeah, that man, I'm sure would love to be back. I mean, honestly, reality. she probably should. Yeah. <laughs> He'll give her some lose? crystals and yeah. some what do you mockingbirds, and he might be a good uh He'd be like really good. Sherpa and all this. Uh, ladies, you've been amazing. You have a terrific podcast brand, Instagram. Where can people follow you, subscribe to your Patreon, listen every week? Tell us. Well, you can listen to us wherever you're listening to this podcast. We're Real Moms of Bravo. And then on Instagram, we're at Real Moms of Bravo. And then on our Patreon, um, you can hear our hot takes on what's going on in pop culture and then more deep dives into what's not being aired um, with Bravo. And that's patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. Well, here's to getting blocked by all the housewives. That's what I say. <laughs> I mean, go all in, right? Fuck it. I don't care. Block me. I used to care. Now I don't give a shit at all. Never. If they're blocking you, that means they're watching what you're doing. Boom. You don't you don't block strangers. That's so true. love you, ladies. Thank you so much for being love on. Love you. Thank you so much.